Welcome back to the Sound Sense Podcast. I'm Jessica Quinlan. Today, we're discussing saving money on food. I have today with us Laura Straub, our community educator lead. How are you, Laura? Doing good. Yes, I'm glad. And Bree Shalito, our senior manager of Community Impact. How are you, Bree? Great. How are you, Jess? I'm good. I'm very good. All right, so let's just get right started here with Laura. What's one of the first things to consider when you're thinking about saving money on food? We all need to eat, right? We can't just yes. be like, we're going to save money by not eating. So what can I do? Yeah, first things first is just to consider having a food budget. So whatever that amount you're comfortable with, but just setting that budget aside that you know this X amount of money is going toward groceries and eating out. So it's just a plan for our money. A way to get that magic number that I'm talking about is to look back like three to six months worth of your expenses. On average, how much were you spending on those groceries and dining out and all of those things that encompass food? And that way you can kind of determine like, okay, per month, this is about how much I'm spending. This should be where my budget's at. Or you realize like, oof, that's a lot more money than I realize. Maybe I can start cutting back on that and setting yourself with that budget and kind of sticking to it. So that way, when you are going out to eat or you're at the grocery store, you have that mindset of, okay, maybe today I don't necessarily need the the Coca-Cola with my dinner or whatever that may be. But, you know, simple things. I will always do that, by the way. I always have a soda with dinner, but... Um, Easy, it just gets Exactly. You. It's just a treat. But whatever it is, if there are things where you can cut back, if that's what you're looking for when it comes to your budget, that's a way you can start to do that is just setting that budget up, having it in place. And then I like to have separate budgets for dining out versus groceries. Just because to me, those are very different. So dining out also encompasses time with friends and family and things like that, things that I do value. So I do want to make sure they're in my budget still. And I'm accounting for that money of like going out with friends, but then also making sure my grocery budget is in place too. I love that. And would you recommend doing this monthly, like setting up a monthly budget? Monthly, biweekly, it really depends on how often you're getting paid too. So Mm. prior when I was getting paid once a month, it was easier to have a monthly budget. Now having every other week or whatever it is, it's a little easier to do bi-weekly. So whatever that looks like or how often you go shopping, you can kind of help determine how much you split your budget in. Fantastic. All right. So let's dive into specifically grocery shopping. Bree, what are some tips I can do while I'm out there buying food? Yeah, we all need those tips. The grocery shopping has just gone way higher. We don't even grab a cart anymore. We grab two of the little hand baskets because it's Ooh, still going to be $100. This mm, is true. But that is a good idea to keep because you get the big cart and then oh, it's get, just so easy get to out of fail. Hand. Exactly. So smaller cart, right? first and foremost, is always a good tip. Also, just making sure you're looking for deals and sales and always comparing especially when it comes to bulk buying. I know that a lot of folks tend to turn to that, especially if you have larger families, but depending on the price, it might not actually be a cost saver. Mm. So looking at the price per unit and see how much you're saving, especially if one of the smaller items not in bulk is on sale. Yeah, Because if there's a sale there, then there's a potential that just buying several of those will save you more. Also, just understanding that unfortunately every store, including the grocery store, is kind of set up to have you spend money. Yeah. From the music to the layout to the way that things are set on the shelves, things that are right there at eye level are going to be the more expensive name brand products. Whereas if you look a little higher or a little lower, you may save some money on some of those other brands. So definitely just understanding that. Also, just knowing if you're stopping in for certain things, there's a reason that milk is at the back of the store. That's so often what folks have to stop into for a quick stop because you have to pass everything else. So the likelihood that you'll buy something else is going to come up pretty quickly. 
Also, just understanding that coupons are not a bad thing, either paper or digital. So going through those, looking at your house before you go is also a great practice. So instead of just going to the store and saying, oh, how are we doing on milk or how are we doing on sugar or something like that and buying it, if you can kind of get a quick inventory of your own kitchen, refrigerator, freezer before you go, that way you don't forget your coupons either. You're already thinking about the store before you go. Or if you're not someone who likes to go to the store anyways, order online. Order for grocery pickup. That way you aren't even stepping foot in that store. There's no temptations, especially from the samples. No temptations to buy <laughs> more things, try more things. It's just all ordered ahead of time for exactly the meals that you'll need. I love that. That's fantastic. So, Laura, back at you. I've gone grocery shopping. I saved my money. Followed all the rules that Brie laid out. What are some tips when it comes to actually saving when I'm cooking and preparing meals for myself or my family or my friends or whoever. Yeah, and I would argue this might happen before you go shopping too. Oh, great. Uh, is meal planning. So figuring out what is it that you want for the week. Are there nights where you're not going to be home and that's going to be, you know, your dining out funds. But just making sure you're not buying groceries for every single day of the week if you're not going to be at home either. And even so, multi-use ingredients. Mm -hmm, buying yes. one thing to put in several meals. Absolutely, Ooh. yes. That's I love to do that. Just to make sure, yeah, you're kind of being a little bit more practical with what you're buying, too. So you're going to use it throughout the week. We buy um, the big bag of cheese. We're <laughs> always going to use it. Yes. I'm the same, the big block of cheese, too. But yeah, having a plan for what you're going to be eating. That way, like Bree said, you can have those items throughout the week mm -hmm. uh, in your meal. So I always joke, too, like cilantro comes in this huge bundle. So having different dishes that you're going to be utilizing that with so you have less waste at the end too can really help you when it comes to saving in the kitchen. But yeah, having a plan for your week, so writing it out. So Monday having nachos or whatever, Taco Tuesday, Wednesdays, pizza night, etc. Just kind of having that plan in place so that way you know what you're going to be preparing. It also helps you too because then you know and you're not sitting there at 530 like, what do you want to have for food? You already kind of set that aside before, and you're more likely to kind of stick with it if you had that plan going into the week. So just spending, you know, an extra half hour, an hour or so with your family to figure out what you want for that week. It can be a really big game changer when it comes to saving in the kitchen because you are utilizing those items you already have in the cupboard, you already have in the fridge, and then you're only shopping for whatever is left with your recipes. So. I, I love, love the plan, Laura, because biggest marital fight we have is what we're going to eat, yes. honestly. Exactly. And we've even created rules. Whoever asks first, what do we want to eat? The other person has to come up with at least two things to then have the other person narrow down. You can't say, I, I don't know. Oh, nice. So do like you rush role. to be the first person to ask? Yes, every day. <laughs> every day. You walk in the door. I was, well, what? <laughs> that's pretty much how it goes jess yes that is genius i love that okay and then it's two options and you have to you narrow pick. it down so exactly you have to pick yeah right. do we always good. do it no but, but is still, that the rule? Yeah. yeah that is, that the is rule. still nice right. i like this all right so really we should start with the budget of course and mm -hmm. then go to the meal plan then we list coupons yes. great fantastic okay so you know, I'm working late, something's going on, and I need to dine out. I want to dine out, whatever. What are some strategies to save there? Because I think we can't be realistic and say, don't dine out, because we're going to. It's mm -hmm. going to happen. I know I do it. I got pizza last night because I don't feel like cooking. It happens. Absolutely. And I know you love to dine out as well, Brie. I <laughs> sure do. You know, I, I've tried. I've tried food plans. I've tried lots of different things to learn how to cook. I've taken classes. It is not my forte. So, yeah, we do eat out frequently, but we use a lot of food apps. 
Okay. Food apps are my favorite. They don't take up a ton of space on your phone. And the rewards are really worth it for a majority of food retailers. We've got just about every fast food app, some restaurant apps, fast casual. The way that they add up to offer you actually free entrees, free drinks, free different things, they're well worth using. And I don't think I've come across one that that charges you anything to use it. So it's just cost savings off the top there. And are these really to order when you want to eat at home? Or can you also be using these apps even if you're going physically into that restaurant that has the app? Both. Definitely okay. both. I nice. don't say that some of the more chain restaurants tend to have them more often, but I've seen a lot more local restaurants mm-hmm. offering those oh, great. through different perk programs. Programs. If they have one, I'd highly recommend that you get it. They used to be frequent punch cards. Yeah. We don't have to carry around those cards anymore. It's right on our phone. You're not right. not bringing your phone. So bring it along with you and use those apps. There's plenty of coupon special offers. So make That's your great. decision on where you're going to eat based on if you have an offer to somewhere because it's likely you do. That's great. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's fantastic. All right. So what else? What are some other great strategies for me? So you said either at home or at the restaurant. And one of the biggest ones we see with one of the largest costs is actually getting your food delivered. Oh, interesting. Okay. Completely understand that it's convenient. We totally appreciate if you do that every once in a while, especially those of you with kiddos. I understand it's not a great time to get them in the car, get the car seat, the whole deal. I get it. But if you can, or if you're going to be on your way home and you've already decided and you can just stop in and pick it up on the way, mm-hmm. highly recommend those apps that are using that. Things like Uber Eats, Grubhub. Not only is there a cost to deliver, there is a cost for the tip, but the food menu items are actually higher. Really? But That's how they make their money. Exactly. <laughs> so as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, yes, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. okay. so, so if you cost compare and look at how much you're going to pay through one of those apps versus directly through the restaurant itself, then it's a little bit higher. So I suppose that's a good tip as well. Just making sure you're looking if you can order it another way instead of through a third party. So just using that tip as well. The other thing when going out, especially since, Laura, you talked about spending time with family and friends, sometimes it gets a little awkward when yes. that bill gets dropped off. Have a plan ahead of time. That's okay. Talk about whether it's going to be split, whether someone's going to cover it. You don't want it to get awkward, especially with your friends and family. So have an idea. Just set the expectation from the beginning of, hey, I'll go out, but as long as we're splitting checks or as long as we know what that's going to be covered, I think just setting that expectation is going to stop a lot of awkwardness and potential arguments. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're on different budgets, I mean, someone could be and having lots of drinks and desserts and salads. And you're like, I yep. had a cup of soup. Like, <laughs> you know, so, okay. Having a plan. All right. I love that. All right. Any other tips we have on saving money with food, ladies? Laura, you mentioned the block of cheese. And as soon as you said <laughs> it, I thought about it. That's a great tip is to buy things unprepared, I'll say. Mm-hmm. The block of cheese, you get so much more yes. for your money if you are willing to shred it. And it tastes fresh. It does. Uh, yeah. Shredded cheese actually has like a little film on it so it doesn't clump up in the bag. Yeah, so it, it does taste better from the block. So, yes, I A little elbow grease? Uh-huh, yep. Just put it in a food processor. It takes like five seconds. It's amazing. And get a huge thing of shredded cheese. But, yeah, exactly. Having unprepared food is really helpful in that regard. Or just making stuff from scratch can actually be cheaper, too. So I know, like, noodles are only a dollar sometimes when they're on sale. But... I make my own fresh pasta at home because it's cheaper okay. to buy flora. So when we're done recording, we'll all be going to Laura's yes. house and she'll be cooking us <laughs> fresh pasta and cheese. Right? Exactly. No, but you flour is pasta. cheaper. Yeah. Because flour is cheaper to buy in like a big, huge amount. You can use it for lots of different things versus buying everything individually. 
Now that's extreme. I like cooking though. So unlike Brie, I do like spending time <laughs> in the kitchen. She's making her own pasta. That's right. why I'm going out. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, play to your strengths. If you are not into prepping food, that is not a good option. Just buy the, the pre-made noodles. But just an, another example though, too, of like stretching your dollar where, where you can. If I've been buying a lot more for fruit you. too. And fruit mm-hmm. already prepared and cut up is so much more expensive than if I just decide that I'm going to cut up that watermelon myself. And so looking at those pre-prepared foods. Yeah. And I think there's certainly there's levels, you know, you can buy a watermelon. You don't necessarily have to make your own pasta. Level of fanciness. (laughs) Like salad bags too, you know, like difference in that, you know. You can get more salad by just Mm -hmm. buying a thing of lettuce and a thing of this and a thing of that. Yeah. Stretches longer. I love that. So do do either of you pack your lunches? Yeah, I do. I definitely have that meal plan. (laughs) For the week. So today I had chicken rice and sweet potato stuff. I pre-made it, you know, on Sunday, just had a few in the fridge. So that way, like, either myself or my husband can grab a lunch. We don't have to think about it. Don't have to spend money going out to lunch. We can save that and have it so we can go out with friends later in the evening or happy hour or something like that. So we just kind of balance it in that way. But also leftovers. I love leftovers. Some people do not. So yeah, if you do have leftovers from the night before, heat those up the next day for lunch. Fabulous. Um, I love it. Pam. Anything else that's jumping to mind? Mm-mm. No. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. Laura, Bree, thank you so much for being here. It was great having you. Thanks, Absolutely. Jess. Same here. Thank you for listening to SoundSense from End Credit Union. Be sure to follow our podcast as well as rate and review us. I'm Jessica Quinlan. I will see you next week, same time, same place. The information presented in this episode is intended to be used for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Consult a financial, tax, or legal professional to see if the information provided in this episode is suitable for your situation. Information stated is current as of the time of recording and may be subject to change in the future. Third-party products and services mentioned in the podcast are done so for informational purposes only and should not be considered endorsements or affiliations unless stated otherwise. Any opinions of guests or third parties on the podcast are strictly their own and do not represent End Credit Union. End Credit Union is insured by the NCUA and is an equal housing opportunity lender. Visit end.com for more information.